Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. Hello, thank you for downloading this. And with me as ever is Marit Larwood. Hello, Marit. Hello, David. And hello, Buddy, the dog, who is keeping us company. He's yawned during that introduction, for those of you who cannot see him, which is all of you. Um, and I think that was a fair criticism of this really boring introduction I'm doing. I'm still talking. You are still talking, but Buddy's deciding whether he's going to go up onto the sofa or just simply stay where he is. This um, podcast has turned into the um, comings and goings of Buddy. Oh, he's on the sofa. He's on the sofa now, and he's he's lying on one of his favourite cushions. It's great. But this isn't about the comings and goings. Us describing a dog moving around a small room. Uh, we're going to talk about some films. Now, Marek has been to the cinema this week, haven't you, Marek? Yes, well, I went to see Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Is it about Brooklyn? Yes, it is. It's about Brooklyn, the suburb of New York City. Yeah, but really it's about the story of this uh, Irish girl played by, I can't say her name, Saoirse Ronan. I don't know how you pronounce her first name either. She's the up-and-coming... I mean, she's going to be... Uh, Cersei. She's going to be around for... She, she first what broke through in Hannah, really. I remember she played that oh, she girl who was a sort Hannah. of robot who killed people. Um, what? I think she, That's Ex Machina. Uh, no, it was... Well, was Hannah nothing, about a robot as well? Not a robot. She was a, she was a highly trained sort of... Oh, um, assassin lady. Assassin, yeah. Oh, yes, of she's course. The op- she's the opposite in this. Right. She's in uh, How I Live Now is the one I saw, that little film about the apocalypse. Oh, OK, uh, yeah, yeah. she was very good in. She's a very good actress. Anyway, so she is in um, a small village in Ireland and uh, there aren't really any jobs and she decides that she's going to take the boat and immigrate to Brooklyn, leaving her mum and sister behind to try and find her fortune. Um, and then she does that and... <laughs> she finds a fortune. Well, she goes in the boat and she falls in love, and then things happen, and she has to sort of. It's one of the, what era is it set in? Nineteen fifties, right? It is. I mean, this film is slow. Okay. This is how it's slower than that. How how, how, how much slower? It's not much happens. If we were talk, I talked before about what films you can show your nan, yeah, or grandparents, or people who are worried that there might be something... Uh, do- this is the perfect grandparent's film. It's if you've at got, their pace. If you've got an Irish grandparent, they will shit their pants. Well, the, the grandparents might do that anyway. I'm not saying... If, I don't think... I'm not saying Irish grandparent particularly... Are incontinent. 
No, I'm saying they will be very pleased to watch this. Or they might be. Oh, it was one of those audiences where everyone was a lot older than me. Okay. I had to look and see if it was some sort of pensioner screening that I sneaked into back to them. It's a lovely story about a a lovely Irish girl. She went over over to New York and she knew very few people, but she made a go of it. And that, it's it's beautiful, really. And Julie Walters is there playing playing the woman who runs the house they all all the girls living in America, so she is. And they have a lovely chat there. They, They talk... And and then some of them listen, and it's lovely. But back in those times, they always they weren't really many direct jokes. Everyone was worried about not offending people, so it's a different sort of humour. So which is uh, your man? That's right. That's not very good. Irish is all right. That's a bit different. Um. Yeah. Well, this sounds. Did you like it? <laughs> well, I quite enjoyed it because she's very watchable. Yeah. Now. There's an odd thing in this film where, and I, as usual, I mean, you've probably talked about this before. The her love interest in America, and I can't even find the bloke on the cast list. I think he's a terrible actor who pulled the same face over and over again. His name's Emery Cohen, and I was convinced because of his acting. Yeah. That he was going to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> what what do, you do you mean? Why? Why? Because of I his was acting? I was convinced that all oh, right, this bloke isn't that, that he wasn't really a lead, right? You know, when you have people and you think, oh, they're not really. If you've got famous actors, like Donald Gleason's in it later on, yeah. and, and, and and Julie Walters in it, and he's in it. He's not really that famous. He plays sort of the Brooklyn sort of Italian kid in it, right? And I thought, all oh, right, he must. This is just a passing character. Because his acting could it could he have been re- really did someone really cast him for the lead? Right. So I just spent the whole film <laughs> <laughs> waiting for him to yeah, die. Yeah, thinking oh he's going to be killed or something terrible's going to happen to him because um, and then he uh, no he's actually he's actually a lead he's the he's the one that she's chosen to fall in love with and because of that casting it really made the film not I don't think he had the charisma he would just. He was just slightly weird, sort of doing the same sort of Brooklyn sort of uh, Bugsy Malone type. It felt as if he'd been lifted out of Bugsy Malone, but you know, doing it when he when a kid's playing the American accents. What he's like, Muggsy. Yeah. Hey, Knuckles, stop doing that with your Knuckles, Knuckles. His family felt a bit like the Bugsy Malone <laughs> family. Um, I just didn't believe it. So that one odd thing really threw the film out of kilter, really, okay. for me. Well, it's amazing how easy that is but the old, to happen. I, and I didn't think it was... I cry every every film. Oh, I know, yes. Um, but this one, I thought a lot of people around me, a lot of the older ladies were crying. Were they really? What was that like, being in a room full of old women crying? That was probably a first. Well, I had to check my trousers were on. Sure. Um, and they were. Well, it's always good to check. Yeah. Um, and it was just... Um, Have you been in a room full of crying old women before? Yes. Exclusively old women. What what experience was that? Well, I went to watch Iris. Oh, was that mostly crying old? I've not seen Iris. Is it sad? It's a, it's a better film about Alzheimer's. Oh, I went God. to watch it in then the cinema. It's not going to be happy. <laughs> it, uh, I went to watch it in the cinema um, about Iris Murdoch, yeah. the writer, and everyone in the cinema, I've said this before, were, were, were just old people. Right. It's the worst nightmare. Yeah. 
Again, watch a film when you're 18. You have out. It's about Alzheimer's and slowly losing your dying. A really horrible, you know, slow loss of all your faculties. And everyone else in the room is someone it could very easily happen to very soon. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like a, very a, odd a form ex- of torture. A really odd experience. So why were all these people, these old ladies crying? I don't know Brooklyn? whether they, they were Irish or they had some sort of... Um... Did they all have forgotten loves in Brooklyn somewhere? It's a bit, like, it was just a bit about finding love and then being a, a, and a young girl finding herself and reinventing herself. It's, it's quite a flimsy plot. Is it Not the American really, dream, basically? A bit it? like that. But she's so good. It sounds like Five All Goes West. A little bit like that. Or American Tale. Is it called the first one? It, I forget. It's like that with a really good lead. Because Five All was a, instead of a mouse. Five All was a dick. I, I don't know. Five All's all right. I, no, he really didn't annoying. do much else, did he? But the whole thing, I couldn't work. I couldn't work out why this bloke was in it. Mm. Has he done much else? Looking I looked up, now, up briefly, uh, wasn't he in The Place Amongst the Pines? The Place Amongst the Pines, sorry. I can't remember him in, in that. Um, maybe he was the son in... He was one of the, I don't know. Anyway, um, I did quite enjoy it, but it's got really good reviews. I'm surprised how good the reviews are. I'd give it uh, six marics. OK. Brooklyn. I shan't see it. Now, has anyone <laughs> written in... Does anyone want to talk to us? Yes, they have. What did they want? Well, I accidentally closed the page when I was trying to expand it just then. Okay. So this is where, I mean, a lot of podcasts would edit this out and go over it and, you know, and make sure that um, it went seamlessly on. But as you can hear, I am doing nothing of the sort. I'm shamelessly filling... With very little content. I really should learn how to auto-tune things, because I could turn these into little songs, couldn't I? Just quite easily. That would be good. That would be good, but I won't. It would take some effort. Um, Richard Bull is written in. What does he want? Why don't you read it out? Okay, what's, what accent does he want? Uh, I can read it myself. Me, sorry. <laughs> I forgot you could read Um. Okay. Dealer's choice on accent as Fife is a bit too specific. Oh, he wanted it from Fife? Fife. Fife. Do you know a Fife accent? No. I just do Scottish. A Scots accent. Is it the north of... Hello. Everywhere's north of Edinburgh, isn't it? I think Fife's a bit schemey. Hello, buddy, Marek, David, Danielle, slash guest, and fellow film fan Dangoans. I'm a little behind on the podcast. I've just listened to episode 200. Wanted to say thank you for your excellent podcast. I did mean to congratulate David in person once at a Do the Right Thing recording, but made a pig's ear of showing off my film Fandango hoodie to you that I thought it best to sit down. (laughs) I don't remember that. I'm sorry, Richard. Enough rambling. Since I realise I still haven't watched Big Font, Large Spacing, Your Kind Prize, I was wondering if there are any films you have owned or have been meaning to watch but haven't got round to. That's an interesting question. You've not watched that film? He was the winner of Big Font, Large Spacing, he's not watched it yet. And my friend Paul, a friend of the show who made he made a film, um, which is a, a low-budget film, I think for about three grand or something, Regular to the show. He's going to be very upset. He is going to be upset. You have to watch it, Richard. Um, uh, I'll, I'll carry on with his letter after we've answered the question, actually. Let's try that. Um, any films you own that you've been meaning to get round to? Yes, most of them. 
most of the films I own, I still just keep going to Netflix and Blinkbox uh, and now TV and all of these and watching other things. I've got entire box sets of movies by a director's entire canon and I've not opened them yet at all. Um, uh, I've been meaning to. The director of the original Solaris, my brother bought me a box oh, set really? of yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, any any for you? I don't have any DVDs. I don't do, do you or, not? No, have you never that. had any DVDs? I spent so many. I moved so many times that boxes of books and DVDs. I never watch any of them again, and so I just got rid of pretty much all of my books, apart the, from the nice arty ones, and all DVDs. I don't. There's a generation of people, uh, and I think they're around our age that uh, bought all of. Futurama and Family Guy on DVD just before they started being repeated on TV forever. Yeah. You know, just complete waste of money. Anyway, Richard continues. I've been to New York this year, mostly to see The Daily Show, but also to tick off another ambition of seeing the Ghostbusters fire station. I was wondering if there are any film locations that you've been to or would like to visit. All the best for the next 200. Keep watching the films, Richard Bald. So... The Ghostbusters Fire Station I have also been to. Um, there's the bridge in Central Park, just nearby the Ghostbusters Fire Station, that has been used in all of the films. But I like it as being the place where uh, McLeod meets up with his uh, his best friend oh. guy in uh, Central Park. Today uh, I went to a film location. What's that? Waterloo Station. What was filmed there? It, oh, um, Born 3, yes. where Paddy Considine gets shot in the head, spoilers. Which is, um, my friend, I'm in it from about seven years, and my friend James Branch, also a friend of the show, made a brilliant short, which you look up, called The Branch Identity, Yeah, which is the Born film intercut with us, using the actual location Was the he footage. with you in it? Yeah. Because you are in the Born film? Is that right? No, no. I'm oh, it's all faked, is it? It's all faked. I thought you meant you happened it's, to be in the background no, it, of the Bourne film. it's faked using someone in the Bourne film. Oh, okay. making another, You've not seen it? Yeah, I have. I couldn't, I couldn't remember what... Look up the branch identity. Um, it's very good. Um, and that, I can say that because I didn't make it. Um, <laughs> Any, yeah, film locations. It's sort of... I quite like just stumbling upon them and going, oh, look, is this place? Rather, I, I don't think I'd go on a pilgrimage to one, you know? Or I also was at today and the Tree Madly Deeply film location. Uh, South, South Bank, Bank yeah. yeah. Oh, where he does the hopping scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that character. No one does. He's a prick, isn't he? Everyone thinks... You should kill yourself and be with Alan Rickman. Yeah. <laughs> Such a righteous bellend. Oh, he's a magician and he does tricks uh, in restaurants. Oh, no. No, no, no. He's really on the rebound. Truly mad. Yes. <laughs> That's it, what he should be called. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyone else written in? Yes, Stuart Nicholson's written in. What does he want? Uh, you can read it. Cause I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting a sore throat. All right, fair enough. You are in a big play. Oh, it's long. It's long, Marek. Um, well, I'm going to read it in my own voice as it's going to be too annoying otherwise. Uh, okay. Hello, Marek, David, Buddy and the Intermittent Sirens. Hello. I thought I'd write to give the other two correspondents a bit of a breather. <laughs> An absolute must has arrived on Netflix. Kajaki is very closely based on an incident in Afghanistan in 2006 involving a group of British soldiers who strayed into an old Soviet minefield. Even the sirens are on cue. They are. 
The survivors of the incident advised on the film, ensuring huge accuracy and realism right down to recollected dialogue. I recently left the army after 18 years as a British infantry officer and as such have been particularly interested in the recent film de- films dealing with the last 10 year- years campaigns. In general, I'd say these films don't remotely coincide with my or any of my friends' experiences. I'd imagine that the sorts who make films don't overlap too much with the sorts who join the armed forces, Venn diagram-wise. This generally results in bemusement from the film uh, film sorts as to why anyone who would join and or remain in the armed forces. The whole Vietnam film trope was based around the soldiers being victims of circumstance, there against their will or judgement. This works because Vietnam was fought by a conscript army, not volunteers. They were potentially there against their, their will. However, modern American and UK armies are entirely manned by volunteers. TV dramas like The Dyer, Mark of Cain or Accused have the soldiers as miserable victims of poverty with no option and anyone in a position of authority, NCO or officer, as a sadistic bully, which begs the question why anyone would stay in the army. The same with the ropey Root Irish. Hurt Locker and American Sniper have the soldier as a tortured soul psychologically ruined by his experience. This does happen. But in no way is it the norm. The vast majority return from operations and crack on. Kajaki, despite the horror of the situation, gets across what is at the core of the experience, the camaraderie and depth of friendship which is difficult to generate anywhere else. What is telling is that most of the survivors that could remained in the army after the incident. The film is also in real time with no soundtrack and as such you're immersed utterly in the incident. The attention to detail is fantastic. Most military dramas are agony to watch for anyone who knows. The shite berets, the Benny Hill salutes, people holding rifles like cricket bats. This film is absolutely correct down to the slang and boots. The actors are generally unknown but excellent, adding to the feeling that this is almost a documentary. I first saw this at the cinema and the audience sat in stunned silence for a while after it finished. Oddly, the only other thing I've seen which goes some way to getting it right is the TV comedy Bluestone 4-2. That and an excellent cameo in Gary Tank Commander. Thank you. Anyway, I thoroughly recommend it. There's nothing else like it out there at the moment. Stu. Well, thank you, Stu, for your letter. Um, A very interesting point of view as well. I've actually tracked down Kajaki and watched it uh, based on your letter. And I have to say, having no experience of the armed forces whatsoever personally, um, you can tell how much closer to the actual experience it is. It's a great film. Really? Really. And what is it? Really it's good. It, okay, there's some guys... Tell me, tell me what, roughly... There, there's some guys... Where is it? Where Afghanistan. Is it? Okay. And uh, they're basically... It's a British film. It's a... I, I believe... So. It's all British cast. Okay. Um, uh, the director... Uh, is called Paul Catis or Catis, I'm not sure. Um, but basically, it's uh, some British soldiers who are stationed guarding a dam, basically uh, in uh, Kajaki and in Afghanistan, and they end up accidentally wandering into a, a minefield at the bottom of this sort of uh, just little sort of valley in the rocks where they're following a goat path. And they happen to go, and it's just what happens, how they get the injured out of there, and what you know, where they can tread and where they can't. The tension is unbelievable. Sounds great, and it's really, really good. And um, as he said in the email, 
I think it's all the better a piece of art and uh, a story for the fact that it it doesn't feel like it's being melodrama. So it hasn't set up the asshole guy in charge so that they can have conflict later down the line. It hasn't, you know, made all of them have tragic backstories. It's it's just real people trying to survive. Mm. And that that makes it more frightening because it's 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 so close to what reality is. I mean they're all actors of course, but it it feels it feels genuine. It feels very genuine. And is the whole thing just an incident? The whole thing is that one incident. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost a bottle episode, really. I mean they they're on patrols and doing stuff before the inciting incident, I guess you'd call it, and then it's it's locks in to this one occasion. And what's so sort of beautiful about it and, and narrows its um, perspective down to a singular thing is it's just about these blokes that's it there's no there's no commentary on a wider political situation of we it's about um, men in a conflict area therefore it must be moralizing or doing something it, it doesn't even touch that it just touches on the fact they're here and it's not even an enemy that's put them in this situation this is a Soviet minefield that's been left there mm. from before their time. Oh, really? Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's, it's just you know when when they they left hundreds and hundreds of mines in this region, and then you know there they are. Um, it, it's it's great. It's really good. Um, Does it help the fact that they're all unknown to the actors? Pretty much. I had to look them up and then go, oh, that's that guy from the like the. I suppose you call him the lead. Uh, there's a doctor character in it who, obviously, because of the nature of the situation of somebody wandering into a minefield, is vital to their survival. And so you see a lot of it through his eyes, I guess. Um, and he is one of the supporting cast in Game of Thrones. If you look oh, him up, okay. he's, like, he's one of the guys at the wall. And you go, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Mm. But apart from that, no, I don't recognise any of them. Does that help the film? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be the kind of thing that if it does any business at all, America will try and remake it and cast Josh Hartnett and add in a load of stuff about how... You know, yeah, they yeah. are. They there is it, about the nature of war and what this conflict is about, and the, the you know, I think he's right. The Vietnam War trope has been copied and pasted in cinema to into other conflicts, and it's perhaps not as relevant. I think mm-hmm. I think that's a very interesting point. You know, the whole "What are we doing here, man?" kind of thing. You know, yeah, probably because they were so successful. Yeah, these films like Platoon, Hamburger Hill, and Full Metal Jacket were, of course, but they were relevant to a, a very relevant to a very specific conflict. Weren't they? Mm. Um, it's 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 fascinating. It's great. It's really good. And then you get to hear what happened to the real people afterwards. And you oh get, really? Yeah, and they do that thing of you see the photos, fo- the photos of the actor and the real person. Do they get the actors to look like the people? Is it just a- not really? Not really. No, I mean you know, there's no. It's no wildly different, but not really. They just cast good people, mm. you know. I, I the only my only criticism actually, and uh, is for the first until in fact until they get into the minefield, I found it really hard to understand what any of them were saying. Oh, because terminology. What? No, just because of they've got 
wildly different British regional accents. Okay. And they're all just sort of chatting and, and it, no, they're not delivering lines. It, like, it's very naturalistically done. So until they're in sort of a more high... A, a high intensity situation. They just sort of. I just tuning into that many different accents mm. all in one go from people you're not used to hear. It took me about twenty minutes to actually understand what they were talking about, and then after that, it was no problem at all. But the this, I, I would also say, the title is rubbish. Like. It's called. What is it called that? On on Kinja- no Kinjaki isn't a rubbish title. That's the I think that's the name of the dam that they're nearby. Okay, uh, but it's called Kinjaki Colon the True Story. Um, I think uh. on Netflix, which makes it sound like a made-for-TV piece of crap, doesn't it? When was it released? Um, then was it? Still? It's 2014. Okay. Um, but in America, it's called uh, Kilo Two Bravo, which is the call sign of one of them. Uh, but it's it's well worth tracking down, and it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I'm sure it's available on iTunes and other places as well. But uh, yes, a, a very different approach to a film set in a war, but not really about war, but more humanising of the people involved. Great, well, watch that. I want to watch that. It sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, I think. I suppose a short one today, but yeah, um, that's it. You can have too week. much of us, can't you? You can have too much of us. Uh, if you'd like too much of us, then why not email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Um, or you can talk to one another on Facebook, forward slash filmfandango, or you can tweet us at filmfandango, at Mr. David Reed, or at Merritt Larwood. And uh, we'll be back next week. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.